Podcast Alive! It's Cape Crisis! I'm the host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter! Yeah. I was working in the lab! <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong sound effect. That's cool. Hey, and this it is, is Halloween. It, this is the comic book podcast where we talk about so many fun things that have to do with the world of comic books and other things like sequential art, lines on paper, all that stuff. There it is. That's yeah. the normal sound. And I'm here with my regular co-host, <gasps> Chris Ferrantista. Hello, how's everybody doing out there in TV land? And for the first time in a few episodes, we've got a third voice on yes. here. And it's a real special guest, the lovely Ann Lewis. I'm a spooky ghost. <laughs> no, wait, that's... that's <laughs> what is that on Why there? Is that my noise? The soundboard is totally broken. I apologize. Yeah, I'll you, take you, it. <laughs> No, you don't the want to singing. Either. I, I, had, I got. I had the lucky opportunity to step into Washington D.C.'s own the history of America, the American History Museum, which my mom said come into. I'm like, that sounds like the most boring propaganda shit. I don't. I don't want anything to do with it. Walked into the gift shop, immediately went over. What did I buy in the paid by our for by our tax dollars? What A did copy I, of American History X. Did not even better. <laughs> um, uh, the the Bill of Rights on a on a. Oh, Fraggle Rock? The American flag with Mickey Mouse's head instead of stars. I totally bought a Fraggle Rock puppet um, <laughs> in a store set up by our tax dollars. I couldn't have been more happy about it. And so, which Fraggle? Uh, red Fraggle, actually. Oh, I bought red. it for my sister. That's it. <laughs> Do you think your your sister's red if she's anybody? Um, I think... Did you, him, did, you, did you ever see Fraggle Rock? I read some of the comics. In terms of like... <laughs> I think it's in so terms of like dope characters, I can imagine a girl being okay with liking nostalgically. Can, mm-hmm. Is Red not one of those? Yeah, uh, those characters. I was more into Mookie. Yeah. Mookie's fucking like the boring mom character. If you were if you were deconstructing <laughs> cliches, oh boys, and Red was the one like pantsing people and jumping off of cliffs and doing backflips. Well, yeah. Red was the dope one. No, and they, her her voice now works at a, a Valve. No, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I I like that Mookie was like no, she no. wasn't mom. She was. She was the hippie who was just ready for anything. Like, well, I think we should listen to everybody's opinion <laughs> yes. on this one, Red. Yes, and Red's like, oh, fuck that. I want to eat. <laughs> what want <laughs> fuck. Come on, Gobo. Oops, get the Facebook. Somebody got a message. Hold on, hold on. Did you get invited to something? Ooh, it apparently Gamergate is over. Nice. Nice Good. work. <laughs> I swear uh, hey. Uh. And, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What, what have we been reading? The, I bought is, the Fraggle the Rock um, comic from. It's or, yeah, I think I may have mentioned that last week, but I did read it, and mm. it's a four. It's they they cut out the ongoing series, and it's a four parter. Wow. Oh, okay. And it was. I wish I would have bought another issue because it was like setting up what the story is probably going to be for the next three issues. Oh, I see. Um, I'll, I'll get the name of it when we, when we come back from. It's three. weird not to get the entirety of a story in the comic. You've read the Fraggle Rock comics, though, Ian. Some of them. And have as a child, or do you mean recent? No, Some I mean it was probably style. like five years ago. How did that happen? I was in a comic book store, and I what was the there fuck? with my friend's son. Oh no, this might have been like I two or like three the, years okay, ago. I do feel like I've heard this story before now, but I want you to continue. Oh, okay, right. yeah, I was in the comic book store with my friend's son. Uh, I was watching him for the day, and. We were in the kids section trying to find him some stuff to read, and I was like, "Fucking Fraggle Rock!" All right. It's really, it's a really good show, and legitimate breaking news. Why? Jesus Christ! Well, I googled. I was trying to Google the comic. Um, 
As of three hours ago, Gerald Parks' uh, doc has has died at the age of ninety. Oh, three hours. Ninety. From this no, he was great though. He's uh, great. You can see him in Boondock Saints as a Tourette syndrome uh, bar- having bartender. Oh shit! That's Same guy. Right. Same guy. He's terrible at metaphors. Yes, he is. Why do I remember that? Though this ca- that casting now, you look. I it bothered me as I look back on it because I'm glad he got work and he got mm-hmm. to do stuff, but. Just felt like it was just casting to be like, hey, he's, this guy is swearing. You I didn't bet. expect to hear him swear. I have a bigger feeling he's a working actor who didn't have that opportunity for a long time. I guess. And was probably excited to be in well, something else. Well, maybe I'm also judging it because Troy Duffy is like the. A I piece did, I of did watch that documentary. It was yeah. really fun. It, isn't it interesting to see like the guy like ruin his own yes, life? Like, yes, it, to, it, I don't know. Like it, fame destroyed him. Not like, a lot of people have the same problems I do, but like I, <laughs> you identified with Troy Duffy. Not really, but there are, there are aspects of my personality that I don't like that I saw mm-hmm. fully on fire about Troy Duffy. I have no idea what documentary you're. Well, what was you ever heard of the movie Boondock Saints? You've seen it, right? I've seen it quite a few times. It, it's really dumb, but we all loved it when we were younger. And yep. uh, that guy was ba- like Harvey Weinstein bought him a bar. Gave him a like no look and deal a script and, and a script and a like movie. he was an o- literally an overnight sensation in the time when you know back in the day when that meant something there was no internet he were mm-hmm. overnight he was famous for a couple months and then was a complete dick lost his deal literally blacklisted from Hollywood didn't give his friends any money and was so pompous he had his friends document the whole thing on camera mm-hmm. wow so it's all there for. All and there, it's so great that it just see. starts on like the night they sold it. Like we rule Hollywood. I'm gonna rule. I'm gonna make every film. Yes. I'm and like yes. then so as it, it keeps going, we're like, gonna write. Miramax. My band's gonna write all the music, and he never paid his band for like a year. And then they're like like three years, mm-hmm. and the band is like, "Could we get paid?" He's like, "It's my money. You haven't even done anything yet." And it was. And then I read an interview with the the guys who made the movie, who mm-hmm. were clearly no longer his friends. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, they said, was this a hit piece on him? And they said, if we wanted to make Troy look bad, we cut a lot of stuff out. Like, <laughs> there were some racist things we could have kept in there. Oh, yeah, he's from, he's from Boston. and all, every You see him around his family members, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, did someone really give him money? And we have to sit here and he like, talks like this? When they have, like, <laughs> clips of him, like, talking about women, and you're like, ooh, boy. It's, this, like, it's comics, geez. comics, before anybody gets there, comics, comics. Overnight yes, is right. a good movie. And she did, I think the last time he did a public appearance, he, Boondock Saints was converted they into did a comic. He, wrote comic a com- he, he is able to write comics now. Let's not read them, shall we? Well, that he didn't even, and that was like the tragic thing at the end of the movie is they mm-hmm. reveal like, oh, Boondock Saints became a real hit. He doesn't make any money. <laughs> he signed it. away his DVD rights, which yep. is the only way people saw it. Yep. He got literally zero for the film. And, but I, I think he's okay. And he, he's fine. He made uh, What did I read? Well, and what did I, I No, You know what? No, yeah, I'll, I'll get out quickly what I read just so we can give Anne the, the, <laughs> the, the floor. All right. Um, but I got the Warren Ellis Moon Knight collection. The recent like six issues of Warren Ellis's Moon Knight. Really How is that? How is that? It's really good. Like it's 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 written uh, in the single one and done mm-hmm. issue style that Ellis likes to write in now. Like mm. he's become a very compacted writer. Like that. I think he got tired of doing like giant epics. Like Transmetropolitan was a crazy long book, though usually told in like three to six issue storylines. But then, since then, he's been doing just like this is three issues, and then I'll never write this character again. This is two issues. This is one issue. Mm. Like these are just tight adventures. Nice. Like, and so they're fun in 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 the in just as a writer, like looking at compact storytelling. I will say, I get tired of all of his characters talking the same. Like, no matter who they are or what their background is, mm. they almost all sound like 
grouchy London, like grouchy fifty-year-old Londoners. Like I get confused by Moon Knight a lot when I read his. So he's not in a lot well, of comics. Moon Knight has no definition. Like he, well, he's, he's whatever kind of Batman. Yeah, but a Jewish Batman. Yes, and he but down to like the and outfit mystics. and the gadgets. Yeah, except he's all white. So yeah. how does he even walk around? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Well, Ellis does not write him as Batman. Like, he does try to find a new thing to do with him. I think Moon Knight could totally be, like, a, a third or fourth wave Marvel uh-huh. movie character. I think he could. Did you did you recommend Southern Bastards last week? Oh, hell yeah. Because I uh, recommended got, got a, the shit out of that. A ton of feedback from people saying thanks for the recommendation. It was Southern great. Bastards is amazing. It really is. Have you, have you read them? I haven't right? picked it up yet. It no. is really good. So good. Oh, but okay, but... I feel like it was just on sale recently, too, wasn't it? Uh, on Comixology, yeah. I think Perhaps. like a dollar an issue for the first four. Mm-hmm. And it's also like... The, the first four issues are collected for in a $10 collection from Image. So, or, but. I, I, re- I, re- I read... Uh, well, I re- finished the first trade of Lazarus. I don't know why I've been looking at that for so long. Lazarus is really good. It's really good. It's really fun. It would, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the, the Do you like the so... future where the Carlisle group yeah. and, and Monsanto have taken I, over and created made everybody yep. just like serfs and it's become Game of Thrones they, they, because they, corporations They literally call America. the majority of people waste. Yep. Yep. Yep, I, I'm. I am not a uh, conservative, liberal, feminist, mm-hmm. male rights activist. I am a classist. Always will be. And if you write a story uh, <laughs> calling out the dangers of the rich taking over, I will and probably instantly love it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I like that hellscape that mm-hmm. it builds. And but it again feels like Game of Thrones of just like this family against that family and the. It yeah. does, but. But I mean, that's how you market it. Like that's. It, I don't think that's a bad thing either. No. I think there's room for more than one style like that. In that and way, I, I, bought, I guess. Oh, so good. The, my one, my one issue with it is that it feels too savvy. That it mm-hmm. feels like an elevator pitch of like it's Game of Thrones, but with the future, but with the doomed future. Well, like, the, the lead, yeah. the lead characters of La- are, are what Carlisle, Lazarus Carlisle. Yeah, the, yeah, that they're young lady. There are people who growing forever, up they think they're forever, forever, Carlyle. forever Carlyle, which is great. Very confusing the first couple issues. Mm-hmm. Cry forever. What? I think that's what he's going. Cry for. comma forever. What? I know it was really cool uh, opening shots. Um, that that she is a um, what a bionic. I don't know if she's bionic. Yeah, I mean she's just Genetic highly en- tested, engineered, on. never to die, but also to believe she's a f- human member of the family and mm-hmm. protect these these family. And each family has one, and they become friends. I don't know. I thought that was really neat. And I did finish off. I read the fourth and final issue of the death of Wolverine. Mm. I heard it was disappointing. Um, How does he die? I we'll, we'll, we shouldn't it. spoil that. I will say. I'll just look it up. I will say this: uh, Han Solo has a more satisfying death in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Anybody who's read the comic will understand because there's. We oh we thank you thank you Tyler off Mike Tyler handing me a Paps blue ribbon. Um, I will say uh, we are well aware. Marvel has every intention of resurrecting this character at some point. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I just you didn't think they'd title a comic "Death of Wolverine" to literally like leave an open-ended. Yeah, yeah. maybe it was spoilers. Just be- maybe it was just because it was so but obvious you know that, that it was it's... called "Death of Wolverine." Yeah. And like, no. You, so the twist is it's like he John dies die. at the end. You should you should know that it was ultimately like that. That's totally let me down. Like there there was not a definitive death in any way, mm. and. And it, it every time I think of the last the final image, which should which should be like when you think of like the death of a major character, there are covers that come to mind because it's that crazy of a moment. Yeah. Uh, and this one will just make you laugh for hours on end, for hours on end. 
It's awesome. so dumb. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. When we come back from the break, I will show you the panel, just the panel alone, <laughs> and you are guaranteed to laugh at the death of Wolverine. Okay, well, Anne, I want to know, what have you been reading? We had you on because you've been reading a lot of horror comics. It's October. That's all I do Woo! in October. So glad. I, really, I go back and reread all of my horror I comics. I was a little curious. I mean, how much of a horror fan are you? Like, big one. Big one? Big one. It, I was... Uh, like only when you under your recommendation, the only horror comic that's ever like grabbed a hold of me like Lock and Key. Lock and Key and, is phenomenal. And again, I don't know what it was like before anything weird had happened. Like the story of that family, the of, like the things that happened to are them. The best fucking it part was, of that whole. They're I wanted so to good. cry. Like like just before they even got to the mansion. Like so, I am. I never, mm-hmm. never fucking get emotional. Mm-hmm. I never cry. But the end of Lock and Key. Huh. Got oh, me no. so close. Oh, no. Because it's so fucking emotional to mm-hmm. me. I've, I, you go through so much with these characters, and they are so perfectly imperfect. All of them go through moments where it's like, oh, you're such a shit heel, but I love you so much that at the very end, you're just like, we're done now. I'm done. It's over. Yeah. That was fucking insane. Did, it's, did you know, it's one of my it, easily one of my top three comic series. Did I ever say that I had the lock and key pilot that they shot? Oh, I heard it was terrible. It might be, but like we're gonna we have to ha- we watch have it that. and nobody else does. We're gonna have to watch. Th- that. Thank you we to, to watch you, that. You know who you are who gave it to us. We need to watch that and the Wonder Woman one. Yes, do we have the Wonder Woman one? I think uh, I, I think, think Brett got do. it. I think Brett has. I don't know. It. I don't get to travel around anymore. But I lo- <laughs> I love lock and key. I never finished it. It. it it did that thing that gets really weird. And I, what I admire most about it, why I wanted to go jump back in, because it clearly ended. And there's a lot of side shit, right? Yeah. Is it, how is that? Just to and they're not. It. I mean, I think that Joe Hill plans on doing more side shit, mm-hmm. even now that it's over. But uh, and that's fine. I won't fault him for that. But like, I was just reading it. Like, does this have a clear end? Because you keep adding new. N- no, additions. it does. Their story has a clear end. Okay. The side shit is about. Uh, there's one called. If you had to, well, I can't remember. It's, but there, there are other stories from people who have lived in the key yes, house. Yes, who lived in the Lovecraft house. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, it's the key house. It's called the key house? Yeah, because they're the Locke family. It's the, They call it the key house. Yeah, but I thought it was the first issue called Welcome to Lovecraft. Because it's Lovecraft oh, Manor maybe. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or something like that. Oh, if you had to sum they up, call it the key house. Can you sum but, up Lock and Key without ruining Like if you were just pitching it to somebody. Uh, after a horrible, horrible family, family tragedy. tragedy. <laughs> These people move to their An ancestral broken home. broken family. Move, yes, move to their ancestral home. And uh, discover that uh, the kids of the family, only the kids, only people under 18, mm-hmm. can access certain parts of the house, basically, using special keys made from a very special metal. Neat. And job, that is Andy. my elevator pitch for Lock and Key. But it, and, and it's, Lewis, it take a bow. That was a good... Thank yes. you. Thank you. It doesn't sound like super exciting based off of that. I was th- thoroughly it compelled. Is, it's extremely compelling as, you know, more and more twists and turns get... They're really... They're not afraid to do horrible things to their characters. Yeah. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I love when horrible shit happens yes. to people. It's great. Big Walking but, uh, Dead, Game of Thrones fan. Oh, yeah. But it's a good, t- it's a good time to be Anne Lewis right now. Mm. Hor- <laughs> oh, Halloween time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. drop... Dude, so many fucking sales... So many, yeah. so many people are like putting out their their new horror comics. If you haven't read Witches yet, please, please go get that's it. That's what it's everybody, so good. yeah, a lot of people in I'm the comments. I'm so were, stoked on. Well, this. I was just from the first issue. They're like, yeah, witches, witches, I was, dude. I was a little curious if. And I, it's shock, I'm not. And he's my favorite. I'm not standing on a soapbox to say this, but that if the medium comics isn't 
be- the, the horror genre is not best served by the medium of comics. Mm. Uh, no, I've never read a a, co- a horror comic that mm-hmm. has genuinely scared me. Yeah. but I've read some that have deeply unsettling. Me. Mm. Well, they don't. Well, yeah, that's and that have been yeah highly unsettling. Those are the horror comics that get me. Yeah, because it can't. You can read it at whatever pace you want. So mm-hmm. unless it's a real page turner, like there's not that kind of like tension as much. But it's more just about like the the atmosphere. The atmosphere it builds. Like yeah. I was trying to think of a good horror one. Like definitely Preacher is a good horror book. And Hellblazer. Like those are both very good. Oh, Hellblazer uh, is one of my favorite. Another one of my favorite. Comics. But there, I own all but like twenty issues of the three hundred really? issue run. Yeah. But there was also the uh, this really good uh, recent. Wolverine story called uh, I think it was called Rot World or Doctor Rot. Like it can't be Rot World. Uh, it can't be. That's an Animal Man. Okay, uh, sorry, uh, but uh, but so Wolverine like is put in a mental institution and some guy it, like has controlling his mind and makes him think he's like this scared child who's being like picked on by all these other crazy people and mm. and it's just such a disgusting like horrible like in mental institution it's like, I don't horrifying. really read much horror Whoa. as it pertains to actual superheroes other than like the recent Swamp Thing Animal Man runs. I guess mm-hmm. those would be definitely considered would, a horror. I, well, yeah, I definitely read... the Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing yeah, is yeah, amazing. Sure. Oh, great. Yeah. But I haven't read any Hellblazer ever. It's really good. And the first... Um, Depending on who's writing it. I it guess. might be hard to go back to the 80s like beginning of Hellblazer. Because <laughs> yeah, like, it, it is like not great art. Well, I mean, it's not like the dated best writers, but dated. you also—that's a series that you don't really. As long as you have a general understanding of who Constantine is, mm-hmm. you don't need to read from the beginning Keanu because Reeves. it's all broken. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's, it's all broken up into digestible arcs. For the it, most it, part. it changes from writer to writer. Like each writer has their own interpretation yeah. of it. He was a character created by Alan Moore, but like Neil Gaiman's Constantine is like totally a nicer, different. like kind of more of a scoundrel than a piece of shit. But and, Alan Moore didn't. I mean, he was created. Created in something thirty-seven was yeah, his first yeah. appearance, but he, Alan Moore, didn't start. He didn't start Hellblazer. He didn't start but Hellblazer, he, he but he made, did come up with the character. Yeah, it, it's a Constantine is a Alan Moore creation. It's one of those things you look back at. You look at all these characters like, oh, why do we care about him now? Well, Alan Moore created him thirty years well, ago. This is like, yeah. On Comicsology right now, I believe by the time you'll be hearing this, we're recording a little early. Uh, I'll, the first nine volumes of Hellblazer on sale, but I, I don't. I'm not getting a good beat on what year those. That probably with. takes you up to like one thirty or something. Who's the writer on the last nine one? Volumes. On the last one, the uh, first one is Jamie Delano. Yeah, he started it. He like, did. He started the book. Okay, like, nine volumes. That would only be like forty five issues. Yeah, you're right. But if you, but if these volumes like uh, Constancy, the volume one can co- collects all of Hellblazer and Swamp Thing sixty seven and sixty. Hmm. 76 and 67. Yeah, so the first volume, I think, is called Original Sins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so that's a little bit of Hellblazer and a little bit of Good Swamp job, Angela. And Garth What's up, fire bitch, today. is? It's, uh. it's great that you never want to be on this show. Hellblazer is my jam, though. And Garth Ennis had a really good run on it, too. He but did, but he wrote it This is. He wrote it like he wrote Preacher, Yeah. which fit with Constantine, which fit with his version of Constantine. Yeah. Azarello also had a good... Uh, yeah, which run. which people were up in arms about Azarello. Some people Why? were up in arms nah, about Azarello, it. right? Because Azarello was the first American to get Hellblazer. Mm. Like, yeah. no, no American had written it before. It had all been, like, people from the UK, like... Well, cause it's, it's, hard, it's hard for an American to grasp how to write his accent. Yeah, to write it... 
The Liverpool accent is so ugly. Mm-hmm. Have you? And but but he spends the entire issue like he Azarello's run. He's in America. Like, yeah, he spends the entire run in America. And I remember he had this great line about America about saying like, "Here's the." Here's the only vice you guys get right. And it was like, he pulls out a bottle of Jack Daniels and just starts drinking it. He's like, see, this is the one. Like, and he shits on everything else America does. What are you talking about? Spin class? Masturbating? We're Fuck great. spin class. We're great. Man. And we love spin class. Anyway, the, lo- the, the Brits invented wanking. Like, they, they, well, I mean, they, <laughs> I have don't a, know if they have the best word for it. But That's America true. perfected it. Man. That's right. You should see these websites I've been looking at, Hank. Bloody wanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the last, the last numbered volume is eight. And that's Ennis. Um, Who's right? Yeah, Ennis. So yeah, that's still that only takes you up to like a hundred or something. Like, and yeah, that Ennis, seventy-eight through eighty-three. Okay, but it might but, go to one hundred. But yeah, that Ennis. Uh, Ennis was kind of writing like Preacher, and then when he just when he got off constantly, like Preacher could work as it, it's like just a different shade of a Constantine story. But. It is. I feel like. I actually just went. I have every. That's another one that I have every single issue of. Which one? Preacher. Mm. Uh, that's one that's like, it's still fun to go back and read, even I though was, it does look super dated. But I went like, Ennis's style just. Yeah, it's it was it's so Ennis readable. And Dylan, right? Well, yeah, Ennis and Dylan, they are great together. They are Steve great Dylan. together. But I we'll think also do this Hellboy together. The, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. thing with Preacher to me that makes it hard to go back mm-hmm. is that it just feels so nineties. Like it's so super 90s. super nineties. But then so is a lot of the Hellblazer stuff. That's yeah. also what's hard to go back. There's actually a really good. Uh, Warren Ellis had one of the best like comments on mm-hmm. 80s comics uh, that I ever read, which was in Planetary, where basically like they bury 80s comics. Like Planetary, in case you don't know, is is a is a comic series about the history of comics. And when the character of John, the their their rep- the the stand-in for John Constantine dies, and when they go to his funeral. Like all these other stand-ins for '80s Vertigo characters are there, and then a character says, "Like, look at those guys. They all look ridiculous. Like, don't they look kind of ridiculous now?" And and this is Warren Ellis who's saying it, who wrote them too. And so they're saying, "Like, don't they look ridiculous now in the cold light of day?" And then they say, like, "Well, yeah, but it was Thatcher's England. Like, you know, this is <laughs> no excuse. They, re- they reflect the time they were made in, and I think that's what makes it tough now to go back a yeah. little bit." Hellblazer ran uh, 300 issues. Mm-hmm. And then they finally canceled it, which I thought was No, bullshit. they didn't cancel. I oh, mean, it... he they did, but he the way He's they in ended the DC it was universe good, now, though, which right? fucking sucks. Yeah. I, what? I I I do not like the new 52 Constantine. Oh, but the he's way in, uh, the Dark the Justice they, League, Justice League Dark? I haven't read that. Yeah. The way that they closed out Constantine hmm. or Hellblazer, I actually enjoyed because they're just like I guess spoilers for the... But it's been out for two years. Yeah. Like, I think that the 300th issue was like two years ago or something. They kill him. He's just dead. They're like, well, we're going to end this with him fucking dying, eating it. And he spends the last two issues like as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like He's that. just dead. Have you, this, have you seen the new show or has that not come on as of this recording? I don't think it's Thursday. started. Okay. Yeah, it's... The, the, uh, well, this will the 24th, drop. whatever day this show Oh, comes so, out, but you know. have seen, what, all of Gotham and Flash? At this point, yes. Which which one's better? Flash. Yeah. I can't get into Gotham. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, mm. I've been hearing just. I only just found out today because I did not bother to look into it at all. Mm. I did not know that Fish Mooney was played by Jada Pinkett Smith. 
You that's couldn't tell. That that's was, who that is. I watched it with you guys. We couldn't tell. Well, when I, I didn't see know. her, I well, when I was surprised to find out a little bit after I saw like photographs of the character, just because I thought like, well, it certainly looks like Jada Pinkett Smith, but she's too good to star mm-hmm. on Gotham. Well, and then you find out it is her, and you're like, oh. Apparently, well, not for her good. audition, she showed up with a shirtless man on a leash with the word liar written on his chest in lipstick, and she said, I don't want to talk about who Fish Mooney is. I want to show you who Fish Mooney is. Woo, I'm like, woo, damn, girl. I mean, uh, star of the movie, woo. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that is, that's a good audition, yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's what Scientology It is the Sean about. Young approach for playing a DC character. Well, that didn't work so well for Sean Young, of course. <laughs> All uh, joke, people. You know, uh, I've, I've only seen clips of Gotham where they have... The, the clips I've seen, and they're the ones being shared because they're the mm-hmm. winks and nods, but like mm-hmm. they annoy me in the way that the winks and nods I saw in Smallville kind of bothered me. Like, I would see Smallville clips where you go, like, Well, what am I gonna wear a cape? <laughs> and in this one, it's just like somebody's having a conversation in Wayne Manor, and then like, then somebody Bruce starts talking, and they're like, Ah, Bruce, what did I tell you about sneaking up on me? Stop doing that. I was like, <laughs> I hate it when he does that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the guy. Who, I mean, Alfred is not Alfred. Well, I don't even remember who even is Alfred anymore. You know, I don't know. I've I just I've always had the same Alfred in my mind, where he's just like this posh, posh English butler, and in this, he's just like, oh, blimey, brother. You don't you don't like him having a coarse. Well, it helps him have a coarse background because the new Alfred, in a lot of cases, seems to have a. Paramilitary. Well, that seems. Well, the, the, he's given sort. He's like always. It. He's been given kind of a military background for about a. I'd say like thirty-ish years now, just to explain that he's like has field me- mm-hmm. medic medical abilities. Just oh, no, because it was, it was the, it like was the Earth Two one that. Uh, oh wait, do recently. you mean Jeff Johns Earth One Batman? Whichever book? one that was, Superman and Batman had one, and Alfred was like literally like a badass hand-to-hand combat person. Oh, in addition yeah. to the other stuff. Well, there was also the, the way in the Earth One Batman book that Jeff Johns yeah, wrote. That like in that, uh, Alfred is this bodyguard bodyguard hired by the Waynes who fail. He feels miserably with the Waynes, and then he's like, eh, "I could abandon this kid, or I could just watch over him." And then he just goes like, "Oh, who are you?" And he's like, "I'm your b- butler." <laughs> and then that's how this badass just becomes a child's butler. Well, hmm, one point. Oh, how how long are we at? Uh, we could use a break. We could, let's go on break for a second. Do you have a spotlight for us? Uh, there is going to be a superhero spotlight next, uh, and we're also going to talk about a lot of DC films. Oh, neat! Uh, because that happened after we recorded, but I really I have a lot to talk about with that. And I, I have a list of stuff that's on sale from IDW and Comicsology, and and I just want to ask, you heard of it? What'd you think of it? Because I know you've read a couple of these things. What? Horror comics. Oh, yeah. Horror comics. So we've got a lot to talk about when we come back on the other side of this. Hey everybody, Brett here. 
This is the first ever VG Empire bumper. Sorry for interrupting whatever great topic we're discussing on Laser Time or VG Apocalypse or Cave Crisis. I don't know where this will go. But all month over at VGEmpire.com, we're doing our annual Rocktober Rock Block of Music episode new every week. Normally we're a bi-weekly show, and in October each year we do a weekly show just to tackle a series that's so big it can't fill one episode or even probably two. 2012, we did all Castlevania. 2013, it was all Final Fantasy. And this year, is 2014, which is all Pokemon music. So get ready for Omega whatever and Alpha Ruby and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Let's just say that's what it is. We're starting with Pokemon Red and Blue, the Game Boy era, going into Gold and Silver. That is the first episode. Then each subsequent episode will cover different eras, the GBA era, the DS era, and then the modern era. Talking about some of the greatest hits in the Pokemon music library, from battle music to town music to some great overworld music. Uh, lots of stuff to cover. Uh, VGEmpire.com. We do a bunch of other stuff every two weeks. Run the gamut of all these topics from Ninja Turtles episode to movie games to the obligatory Zelda and Mario and Sonic episodes to Metroid to Streets of Rage to Lords of Thunder to Battletoads and Wizards and Warriors and I can keep going on and on. East music, everybody. An episode about puzzle games. All of that stuff. So head over to VG Empire all month. Rocktober, Pokemon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Well, hello, everybody, and I'm here to say that you're listening to The Break in a Major Way. Hi. This is uh, this is Henry again in The Break for Cave Crisis, episode 113. And as usual, I just love using this time to thank you guys. But really, this is a time to guilt you into supporting this podcast in a lot of ways, and I really would appreciate it. So look, guys, this is the big thing we're doing in October. This is a really awesome drive we're doing to help fund some things like we have a broken computer we could use a new one we could all use some some extra extra cash around here at the laser time world but so here's how you can do it to help like we're not just asking for just you know money if you just want to get money in in paypal for nothing and just say like hey cape crisis is cool here you go five dollars like i won't stop you but uh you could get something more for it uh if you go to the lasertimepodcast.com up until the uh, Halloween night, uh, you'll see a link on the left side, uh, sorry, on the right side of the screen to the uh, 80s horror film commentary pack. Like, so you, if you pledge a penny to $4.99 through PayPal, you will get access to a download of the commentary tracks for uh, our original recorded commentary tracks for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And Friday the 13th Part 5, the black sheep of their series, both very weird films to watch. Like, they're great to to watch with a companion. Like, we'll be joking all the way through it. I think we had a lot of fun. And if you pledge $5 or up to a billion dollars, as Chris uh, suggested, you will get access to a third on top of that for a commentary track for... Halloween Part Three, Season of the Witch, like, and on the on the commentary track, which we watch along with it, you sync up to the you sync up to the movie file is me, Chris Antista, and then regular Cape Crisis guests Brett Alston and Dave Rudden. We have a whole lot of fun. It is really awesome to listen to. Super duper, check it out, guys. I, I'm telling you, we've we've done other really really fun 
commentary tracks in the past. This is uh, this is just such a fun one. You should really check it out. Also, uh, now it's time for the Hanks Corner pick of the week. I talk it up a whole lot in this episode. I'm just going to make a direct link to it. The Books of Magic series, not the series they continued with, but it was a regular series from Vertigo, which was all right, but the original four-issue miniseries with a mix of wonderful artists, written by Neil Gaiman, a really great book. You, If you want to look for something that you, you figure somebody ripped off to make Harry Potter, you can check this out. You get to see Zatanna being really awesome. You get to see John Constantine in his element. Like It's so many awesome scenes. The... The Books of Magic series, the Forest U collection, is really good. Very much worth checking out. You'll find a link to buying that off Amazon on this week's episode on lasertimepodcast.com, along with the links to the commentaries. Again, please, guys, check those out for real. And uh, so, yeah, do all that. And now back to the rest of the show. Now you sing. While the sun goes round, I'll still be found. Following the sound, something's calling me. When the world goes drifting back to bed, memories in my head, wonders follow me. back to episode 113 right. of you back with all Fraggle Rock songs of Cape Christ. Sorry, but you did it too slowly. Uh, I like the uh, the negative picture of Gobo on the back. There. Isn't that great? Uh, in honor of Gerard negative Parks. Space. This is the first issue of Journey to the Everspring, which I bought. Proof that I'm buying my of comics from my local comic vendor. But as promised, I said I'd show you the last panel on the Death of Wolverine. Uh, yes. And okay. uh, w- please don't spoil it into the microphone for okay. everybody. But here, Let me shout what it is. Here is how uh, concrete the, the death is. Boo! I'll let you speculate as to what that is. Boo! Boy, that's that's it's completely irreversible. <laughs> There's no way around that one. <laughs> So the ult- the death of Ultimate Wolverine. Now I get your comparison earlier. <laughs> the death of Ultimate Wolverine was very concrete. They stuck with it. Like his his body went to the bottom of the ocean, torn into pieces after being ripped apart by Magneto. Like so, it was drowning magnets and all the and all this other stuff. Like no, seriously, his 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 healing no, factor can't be shit. Like he's dead, man. And, and then he's, the, he stayed dead. The Ultimate Universe, you do stay dead, right? Yeah, pretty much. Everybody dies there for real, and they stay Forever. that way. And they've just been replaced. But I mean, he was replaced by his son, who looks just like him and has mm. the same pet. Looks just like him, and he sounds like him too. <laughs> he's just, oh no, what's that line? He's Lucky. just as rich as he's just as he's just as rich and as famous. As Don King, and he looks just like him too. <laughs> Classic one. <laughs> so um, well, so news real quick was before we get your son. Uh, there was a, some. The, the, I didn't know Marvel had a vice president of visual effects. 
No, I did not know that either. Uh, she gave a presentation that Avengers uh, Age of Ultron has, no, not twice as many, but the most effect shot of any Marvel movie to date, including Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the only reason it makes it strange, because that movie... every scene is an yeah. effect yeah. shot, yeah. seemingly. It's like. set in somewhere that's not Earth. Um, wow. But huh. Avengers Age of Ultron will have more, and I, all you have to do is think about it for a second, the addition of the new heroes, like... I don't know what... I guess most of them are effects shots. Kind of. I, and then also all those Ultrons are going to be uh-huh. effects shots. And I'm guessing everything Paul Bettany does will involve mm. some kind of... And mm. anytime Quicksilver moves... Effect shot. There's rumors, too, that the, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are going to have to be Inhumans. And that'll be the introduction of Inhumans really? into the world of Avengers to explain their powers. Am I the only and, one who doesn't love Inhumans? And thus, they're going to put the Inhumans... They're going to make uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver Inhumans in the comics, too. Because the, there was an ad for their upcoming book of, of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver that says, No More Mutants on it. Yeah. And so... Well, that's supposed so to be their... Wait, how... But they're still... Um, I'm lost. How are they going to make them in humans? I mean, they're already very established characters as mutants. Yeah, they're not I guess aliens. magic. There's always the Terrigen Mists and magic that can undo magic. it. I don't know. Look, I, I'm okay with Inhumans. I don't love them. To me, the Inhumans are just practice for the new gods. Like, <laughs> that Jack Kirby had the idea for the new gods, and he made the B-plus version of it with the Inhumans. And then I was like, now nah, I'll make this for real when I make the new gods in DC. When I make Darkseid and Orion and all that stuff. Like, hey, look, I love Black Bolt. I love Lockjaw. If you people want to talk about how cool Lockjaw is, I was saying that shit ten years before you were born. I, was, I, just, I heard it. All right? I just, like, they made a, a really, really adorable Lockjaw hero clicks figure. Okay. And I, I got it, and it's the cutest thing ever, and it's on my desk. I <laughs> had that Lockjaw, yeah, he was great. My friend, so cute. My friend always used that Lockjaw because he was a great transporter. Like, he could yeah. phase through anything, carry I have anybody. him and Black Bolt, too. So, so you put like, them together, they're a great force. And my friend would use him with Thanos, and he would just say that, this that this isn't Lockjaw. This is Thanos's teleporting chair that moves him around, and he functioned the same. These were the conversations that we had to explain story reasons for our hero clicks battles. <laughs> this is what this is what grown men did. Yes, like, uh, yes, scare away vagina. Well, so Marvel was showing off how cool they are and how much money Guardians of the Galaxy made. That I think they finally shamed DC into like. Putting their, like, making them have to say they're really going for it, too. Mm-hmm. So they finally made crystal clear to everybody what they're doing with their movies. Yeah, they so. have a full fucking schedule now. Up to 2020, they yeah. have planned out. So, in case you did not know, and I've actually heard there's more than mm-hmm. this, but the plan starts in 2016 with Batman and Superman. Dawn of Justice! But also with a Suicide Squad film that Harley Quinn will not be in. Uh, so that sucks. Which there, there's people are talking about Will Smith being in that? For, yeah. Good luck having a second version of that movie if you put Will Smith in it. <laughs> uh, and then 20. So following that is... Uh, wait, there's a... What is this? Uh, sorry, I'm seeing... Oh yeah, there's also three fucking Lego movies three, coming in a three row. Three Harry Potter's Like, look, movies. I like... I like 
I like the Lego movie a lot, but they don't do a fucking Ninjago. The Lego Batman movie, like, that is so confused. They, they're having a new Batman already, and then they're going to have a Lego Batman movie. And, like, Will Arnett was really funny, but come on. Parents are dead. And it, like, I want to sit him down and talk. Let's t- have a little talk. I'm going to take you back to 1993, Mask of the Fantastic. Real great movie. Very confusing for the public. Nobody saw it. Let's uh, yeah. put this straight out, out straight to video. Maybe make it an ABC special. So we have, all right, so then 2017, mm. we've got Wonder Woman and Justice League Part 1. Ooh. I'm a little surprised Wonder Woman is coming that early, but I guess mm. that's three years away. That's not too yeah. It gives but Gal Gadot it something soon. to do, but and they've cast the She's Justice so League skinny. now. She need Yeah, she, she needs to <laughs> yeah. Not busty enough for you? But, well, she's just... Wonder Woman is so fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Well, so she's this is, so twiggy. I I am concerned that Zack Snyder is directing the Justice League film. I really I'm didn't want to. I'm concerned by Je- Zack Snyder in general. I hate. Yeah. I also I, don't like that Zack Snyder will like be kind of he'll be stretching him. himself thin in that he'll be directing Dawn of Justice in 2016, then 2017 mm-hmm. directing Justice League Part One mm-hmm. because it's not the Justice League film that comes in 2019 is Part Two. Uh, I think they're treating it as a part two, not as the next Justice League. He strikes film. me very much as someone who's very happy being a working director. I guess, he, yeah. His and, breakthrough and, film was a remake. So, 2017, Wonder Woman and Justice League Part 1. Then 2018, The Flash and Aquaman. That's what I want to see. That's like, what I'm in for. That's, can I pre-order that that movie ticket? So, I saw... I saw when this when they announced this who they were like oh this person is playing the Flash and I did not have any idea who that person was and I didn't feel well, like we had the exchange it. and then Twitter. you were like look him up right now and he I googled beautiful. it and I'm like what the fuck that's not possible <laughs> so, it's not physically possible do a Google image search of Ezra Miller right now he's impossible what would I know him Ez, from uh, he's uh, I guess he was no in the idea. Tilda Swindon film about a school shooter. We let's talk about Kevin. I believe it was he plays Kevin. Oh, I always wanted to see that. He is a pansexual imp. Like he is just beautiful. He's beautiful and it hurts every, my face to look at. To every oh per- he's too gorgeous. Oh my! And he's also he identifies as queer, uh, which some people made this a deal a of like of him with lipstick. He's the first like non-straight guy to star as a superhero. Uh, in one of these Neil films. Patrick Her- as a supervillain. Okay. Mm. First non-straight, uh, and so he's like so beautiful. <laughs> it, it is crazy. Like you respond, you sp- I said, do a Google image search for him on Twitter, <laughs> and then you responded with like, oh, I think capital. it was just his, oh, all caps. Yeah. Oh, Sex- his sexuality. Uh, ethnicity and gender are impossible to interpret. <laughs> I, I saw Kumail Nanjiani non- non- tweet. He said, like, I'm straight, but I think Ezra Miller is the most beautiful person that's ever <laughs> been is, born. He's a walking cartoon. He, and so he's I, not possible. So, yeah, the, and just seeing those, like, luscious lips underneath the, the mask of Flash. I'm down like, already. And then you know, uh, I'm gonna jump in this Count Drogo is going to be Aquaman, Aquaman mm-hmm. who is great. Man, uh, did you read that he took a bunch of fucking money and open, reopened a GM plant in Detroit to make beer? What? Yeah, what a cool guy. That's pretty cool. It's fucking awesome. Like this long dead horrible area with no commerce and he's just like he's opening one of the biggest, reopening one of the biggest plants there that screwed that town over the most to bottle beer in. Fuck yeah. Kyle Drogo, you're the best. I wish right. I knew your real name, Jason, whatever. So then 2019... It's very hard for me to pronounce. 2019 is the Shazam film and Justice League Shazam. 2. 
And then 2020 is where it gets really crazy. Mm-hmm. That's Cyborg and Green Lantern, and it's a new Green Lantern. They've said oh, so rebooting. It's not like two. It's it not will Green not Lantern recognize two. the Green Lantern film of 2011, okay, not good. 2012. And it it's won't be Ryan Reynolds anymore. What's the, what's the first Arkham Asylum? It's got to be like 2009, 2009. right? Yeah. 2009, yeah. 2010. Wow. I remember it came out on Blu-ray with free unlockable content for. Arkham. No, that was Arkham City. Arkham City. Okay. Yeah. So that was twenty. That was twenty twelve. I remember. Oh. Okay, twenty eleven. It was twenty eleven. It was definitely twenty eleven. Definitely. I stole the Green Lantern cutout from my work at the time because we for the game. You can say it. They don't exist. What? You can say it. They don't exist anymore. Or unless it's it GameStop. Very much. Exists. Oh, it was GameStop. Uh, okay. <laughs> I worked. At, I worked at GameStop. I just. I took it from my work because mm-hmm. it was going to be trashed, and I hid it in my roommate's bed for because she usually she usually <laughs> got home late, and I hid it in her bed. And then waited for her to get home and just screams. How many screams? One Lots long of screams. One? Yes. Because she was she just walked blindly into a room and saw this figure sitting in her bed and flipped out. <laughs> uh, oh, that made is me laugh mean. so hard. And then realized it was Ryan Reynolds and the screams changed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I would So as I said when this was announced. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool they've cast these people and they better cast everybody else because if they're mm-hmm. going to be in the Justice League film in 2017, then they got to be cast now. Fucking huge commitment. And then and that also it is yeah it's a huge commitment to sign all these people and no, doing I mean, for it, for a person yeah even even you thinking like I got this job for you it's going to be great and we're going to need you for a couple months six years from now you yeah. can you do this are you ready. Will you first appear in two movies and then star in your own movie? We will start paying you in six years. Uh, seriously, but you need to yeah. sign the contract right now. Yeah, there's oh, and seven movies. Also, stop right eating. Now. Yeah, stop <laughs> eating. No fun. Be in pure. Be in morals the best clause. Face. Yeah, morals clauses. No DUI. I hope that Ezra Miller at least gets to suck dick still. Yeah, I hope he does too. I hope we all get to. I'm, why am I so erect? <laughs> Guys, I gotta get this Google page off. Go away, Ezra. Uh, Just know, look he, at his mouth. Oh, and here's lock, here's Lockjaw. There, that's a real that's a bone ruiner. <laughs> I I think it is overly ambitious on Warner's part. I think it's the I think it's a lot of posturing from them, and I I feel like the Batman Superman movie can't fail, mm-hmm. and I feel like a Justice League movie might not even fail, mm-hmm. but. What if the Flash and Aquaman film, like people don't actually show up for it, which I I think is likely. I'm gonna. I love those characters. No, no, no. They're great, but it's like I don't think that those ones are the ones with mass appeal. I guess Cyborg's more popular now, but I feel like Shazam still is. Up until the MCU was in full swing, Mm -hmm. I got I got two 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 friends with like um, five six year old kids. And DC characters were the biggest characters in the universe for them because Marvel Mm -hmm. hadn't really like stepped up the animated shit um, and. I guess maybe merchandising and action figures tailored towards kids. And, and now I, I walked in the airport oh, in the Museum of America. Wing dedicated to Captain America merchandise. Smart. And there are little golden books. You know, those things with a little gold foil oh, on the I side. I love those as a kid. Captain America books. Yeah. Children's books starring Captain America. That's how they get them. That's mm. how you get the kids. But I'm Look saying, like, young. But back then, like, so there are, there are, like, there are children by the time this come out who will be teenagers who grew up more ingrained in the DC universe. Mm. Than even you were. Also, did you see a Robin got cast? P- potentially, it was it's a woman. Jenna right? Malone from Girl Thirty Rock. Uh, yep, <laughs> from the Roger. Roger. Wait, really? No, no, Jenna Malone. Oh. Nobody <laughs> like, remember. It's Jenna Maroney. I keep no, it, it's <laughs> Jenna Malone. Uh, she was Donnie Darko's girlfriend in uh, Donnie Darko. I do not remember his girlfriend. Uh, she's apparently in Hunger Games, though I don't know who. Rue. That's the only character. I don't know. Oh. 
the one who gets naked in the elevator. Wait, no, I do recognize her from something. I just uh, she's in Sucker I watched, Punch. I watched it on a plane. She's in Hunter Games and Save. Save is a fantastic film. Oh yeah, she was the girl who gets pregnant in Saved. The mm-hmm. main character in Saved. Oh, Did yeah. you see that? That uh, Susan Sarandon's daughter was in that, and she was gorgeous. Like she, she is great. Like why is she a bigger star, Susan Sarandon's daughter? Like she's beautiful. Okay, anyway, Sarah into the wild. Is That's that what I remember. Mm-hmm. Into the wild, fucking fantastic movie. Why is it that guy a that? superhero yet? Uh, Mill Hirsch? Yeah. This is weird. I think he, got his, he ruined his chances with Speed Racer. Oh, you're <laughs> right. That's that's what happened. Perhaps. You'll never get that movie. You'll never get to anchor another film. Perhaps. We're getting very variety here mm-hmm. on this. Uh, you know, we're dorks. Let it slide. Let's do a quick uh, superhero spotlight. Let's so we talked a shitload about him before. John Constantine. Mm. The soon-to-be star of his own television series. It's probably not going to be good. <laughs> probably be canceled in a week. It's on the same no, network that Hannibal's on. No, it'll make it on. for a season. It's on the yeah. same network Hannibal's on. Does that give you any hope? Not it really. means I'll let it go forever. They almost canceled Hannibal. No, I have no hope. <laughs> they, I bet if the Brits didn't make uh, it affordable to do Hannibal, they would cancel it. Like, if it was all just NBC's call, they'd be like, fine, fuck this. Like He can't smoke. There can be no nudity on that show. Like, how is it going to be constant? Though I remember Warren Ellis said that he could, he wanted to write the c word in it a lot uh, because the Brits say cunt all the yeah. time. Yeah, in not in the way Americans say it. Yeah, but like, give me that cunting thing. But cunt. that he and and they, he was like, this is the legitimate way a British person would talk. But his editors in America were like, we can't have the we the can't comics. have it show up this much in the comics. Yeah, like, we no, just can't. He still swears a lot, though. But they at least hired a blonde British person He's to play. He's not blonde. Nah, okay, fine. Matt please. Ryan is a brunette. Okay, but it's like a light He brunette. was Edward Kenway in Black Flag, and I interviewed him. Mm, and no. he is kind of a... Wow, dick. when you said Black Flag, I thought you were talking about that awful fucking pirate show with John Malkovich. I don't know. That would be Black Sails. <laughs> okay, see, I had a reason They to totally confused. ripped off Black Flag. <laughs> they were just jumping on the pirate bandwagon started by How Assassin's was Black Sails going, in? How's Black Sails? Yeah, you were watching it. I watched like four episodes. Oh man, I, I heard a lot Malko- of titties. It I heard good. Malkovich's uh, accent is atrocious, like in, in a hilarious way. Like John just... Malkovich is in that. Yeah, he he's acting really hard. <laughs> I don't remember seeing him at all. Really, his name is—it's like one of the few TV shows where his name is above title because he—he knows he's too good for that. Yeah, yeah, see, I barely remember anything other than I'm like boobs everywhere, so many boobs. But I thought it was a wait. I thought it was an NBC show. How'd they do that? Or is it no, a star it's a star show. show. Oh, it's stars. Okay. Anyway, I'm holding out to watch my first star show. John Constantine, as we said, first appeared in Saga of the Swamp Thing 37. I was right, and yeah. correctly said. I was double guess. I was. Oh, why would he? Though apparently had a cameo in Swamp Thing 25. I, That's I, a more written one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alan Moore created him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore with artist Stephen R. Bissett, who actually went on to become a, a good writer uh, in his own right, and John Totalbin. I, I'm guessing he was the uh, the inker, which like why does he get credit? Easy, really? I mean, come on, Easy. he's a he's a fucking tracer, man. <laughs> uh, no, uh, as as listed on his Wikipedia page, John Constantine's powers are cunning. Uh, <laughs> he's a magician. Yeah, cunning, cunning. evocation, mind control, 
magically adept, arcane knowledge, and expert fraud. And hey, we have the same artist. superpower. He's he's yeah, he's a con <laughs> artist. This is his whole jam. He's a con artist, and he's really good at. Dark and arts. his power is that he can like just do whatever he needs. He's like, well, I know that. I know how to do this thing. I know how to trick this person. Yeah. Like, I know how to do this one thing. And he and... uses that all the time. But most of it is is the cunning aspect. Like, most of the time he thinks his way around a situation. Mm-hmm. And he is a smoker. And who, tricks people. He was a smoker who got terminal cancer and then tricked the devil into yep. curing his He's cancer. He's good at talking. Which is really cool. He has he. One of my favorite Constantine appearances is uh, him. He, no. No. We do not recognize that, but it was in the Books of Magic series that uh, that uh, was done by Neil Gaiman. Have you read that one? Mm-mm. It was really good. It was it it honestly. Oh has, wait, yes, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has similarities to Harry Potter, and it was written seven years before the first Harry Potter book. Uh, but that a young British kid with glasses and black hair is. Uh, they find out. Oh, you're you're a really good magician. You should let's let's teach you about the world of magic. And like these guys take him around the world of magic. And in fact, one of them who pretends to be his friendly teacher turns out to be evil and mind controlled and out to what? kill him. What? And he has a pet owl. <laughs> uh, you should read books of magic if you want to see. Like, wow, this is all really similar to Harry Potter. Like. Fact Weird. about Constantine. Give it. Also pansexual. Is he? Yeah, he fucks everything. Yeah, he fucks everything. But it and has like, to be a woman. Beyond right? gender, no. really? too. Like, yeah. he, he fucks a lot of stuff. And a lot of stuff. Wait, really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know this. I mean, I'm thoroughly intrigued. He talks about ex boyfriends and ex girlfriends, and he fucks all kinds of demons and monsters and wow. whatever. Yeah. And I had, I had one person recently, like, when I, I, I joked, but in a, in kind of an annoyed way that when the, the authors, the creators of the show said, like, well, he's not bisexual. What they really were saying was, like, there are 30 years of Constantine comics, so we're not immediately going to explore every single one of them, and yeah. that includes his sexuality. They're not going to do that in the first season. I mean, he does... It's primarily women. Yeah, he is primarily with women. But then when Good. I said, like, he's... <laughs> when I said he was bisexual... Then somebody on Twitter was like, oh, when was he bisexual? I'm like, okay, here, there's three comics. Like, eh, that's random. I was like, why are you trying to defend him as straight John Constantine? Like, what do you care? He's he doesn't fictional care character. what he has sex with. He has sex with whatever will have sex with him. Yeah. Because then I can't be attracted to him. But so in Books of Magic... In books <laughs> yeah, it doesn't of Mag- make any sense. No. Just- in Books of Magic, Constantine is more of the gregarious scoundrel, as Neil Gaiman writes him, but in, in, a, in a fun way. <laughs> And he has a he has a neat relationship with Zatanna in it actually like the, the, those two have really yeah, cool yeah they pal around a lot and I guess more so now in the new fifty two well, Constantine yeah. so yeah Constantine was which... a star of the first Vertigo book or one of the first Vertigo books and the longest running Vertigo book which seemed like it was going to run forever and every Vertigo book aside from Hellblazer mm-hmm. which is a dumb name honestly yes like, Hellblazer is a dumb name but that every Vertigo book was writer and artist driven yeah like when the writer and artist were done they left and they're done and like it was their characters mm-hmm. but constantine They've was a character not so owned by many. anybody and it was just it was a cool thing to get to be the constantine writer like to be Strange. offered it guys like azarella like it was a lot of vertigo had so many great writers and yeah it was an honor to write it diggle and, and Jacques both had a short run too. yeah 
And I think it was just if you were a Vertigo, if you had your own Vertigo series, like you were kind of asked, hey, do you also want to do a run on Hellblazer? Like Azarella was doing Hellblazer at the same time as he was doing 100 Bullets. Like, um, I have an original panel hmm. or original page Pink Panther? from That's Jacques, uh, his art from Ooh, Hellblazer. Wow. Arc called Pandemonium wasn't the best arc. It was, was it the one pandas? he did with no. Damn. It was the one he did with uh, with Diggle, but um, but the art's really cool. It'd be interesting so. to see Diggle's take on on Constantine. But yeah, so it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Constantine has always been in and out of the real of the DC universe mm. proper because he's he he appeared in Swamp Thing, which was sort of in the DC and universe. They, he talks about Swamp Thing a lot in the comics. Yeah, and so he's uh, he was part of that he talks world. Talks about Alec Holland, but once he starts swearing and and doing drugs and dirty mm-hmm. things, like they're like, okay, you're in the Vertigo world. You don't know Superman anymore. But then I think they realized how popular. Constantine was so they actually brought him into the DC universe proper when before the new 52 it was part of brand new day like so in the brand new so there was darkest there was blackest night sorry there was darkest night no blackest night it was blackest night there was blackest night followed by brand new day or sorry brightest day blackest night brightest day Mm -hmm. I was getting confused with the Spider-Man thing. Somebody, Can you believe I got a Spider-Man somebody, thing? Somebody at the pizza place asked me, like, hey, what, man, where do I start with Green Lantern? And no, I'm like, wow, I have no... Like, even I was confused where to start. Um, but anyways, so, so, Brightest Day, they brought back all these characters, uh, mm-hmm. like, from the dead, and they gave them new, fresh starts. And then, near the end, they bring back Swamp Thing. And they're like, yeah, Swamp Thing is back in the DC universe, and he's been brought back to life. And then at the ve- in the very last issue, Swamp Thing is free, but he's like, oh, I need somebody to watch over me. I wish I had somebody. And then final page, John Constantine shows up. He's like, oh, what a mess is this? And he's like smoking a cigarette. And he's like, he's been pulled into the DC universe. And he's then Howard the Duck of their before, Guardians of the Galaxy. Before he had his own New 52 run, he started appearing in Swamp Thing and Animal Man. Mm-hmm. So they, he was a recurring figure in both of those. Yeah, they were slowly bringing him in, and I think it was a sign of just this thing I had read about, like this war between. There had been like uh, a behind the scenes, very clear like demarcation of like, this is Vertigo, this is mm-hmm. DC, and Vertigo is left alone by DC. Mm-hmm. But then there's been the breaking down of that wall of like, no, Vertigo. If Vertigo has something that's too cool for Vertigo, <laughs> DC's going to take uh, they're it. They're the minor leagues. They're the ECW. Yeah, they but it used to be separate, and yeah. now they're like, no, nah, we're just taking everything, mm. everything that's big, and that's also why they're losing a lot of their best talent at Vertigo. Like, like Southern Bastards could have been a Vertigo book, totally. like, but Image has made themselves more attractive. Like, Image was smart; they saw that Vertigo is is not what it once was, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, if you want to bring great creator own stuff to us, we'll publish it. Come on over. Anyway. See, so yeah, Constantine is now like in Justice League Dark, and mm-hmm. which I haven't read. I haven't. I, I'll admit, I haven't been. I haven't been reading a lot of superhero stuff in general lately. Mm-hmm. But I have definitely not been reading a lot of. You think it's too cool stuff. for Cape Crisis? Well, no, no, no. I've just I've been reading so much non superhero mm-hmm. stuff, and I want to do that for the rest of October. I really do. I've been solely horror comics. Moon Knight if anybody, is very, very, if, barely superhero. If anybody wants to hit me up on Twitter and talk about horror comics, I would happily do that because that's my my jam, one of them. For some reason this started playing. Interesting. Sorry. 
Um, anywho, you know that reminds me too that Hawkeye is getting canceled. Well, not canceled, but like Fraction is officially off its run. Fraction is officially leaving it, and then they're restarting it with a new writer. But who says they're still going to make like Hawkeye is the weird book? So they're going the the guy he's taking over says he's still going to make it weird. But are we still in superhero spotlight? Constantine superhero spotlight (laughs) is over. I, uh, Hawkeye. I, I caught up on Hawk, Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. Yeah, I fucking love that. It, I, so I don't good. know what made me fall off. Oh, buying every issue. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Thank you, uh, Marvel Infinity. Yeah, they. Well, now you're probably pretty behind, <coughs> like up to date on it because they like the issues got delayed got so delayed. much. Well, yeah, twenty just came out. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and I think I got up like sixteen. That's why it feels like Fraction was done with it like a year ago. But I mean, it's only... one of those things that can't be special forever. I know. I was just talking about this with my boss Gary uh, the other day because I got him to start reading it as well, and my little brother. He loves I'm surprised it too. he didn't. I mean, I feel like I told Gary like four years ago, "Hey, read Hawkeye." Well, uh, I think it, he didn't start reading it until I gave him access to my Comicsology account. Ah, uh, I see. He's too uh, cheap. I know. So now he's on mine. But uh, so he he and I were talking the other day, and I'm like, I think that. One of the reasons I like Fractions Hawkeyes, one of the reasons I like, uh, I originally liked Green Arrow so much is, and they're both fine superheroes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're even better as soon as they're just Clint and Oliver. Yeah. Like, they're much better mm-hmm. without the mask on when they are flawed and doubting themselves yeah. and, no, I never thought and about constantly that. at war. That is like the 70s green, it almost is like the 70s approach to Green Arrow where they're just like, let's strip away all this stuff, let's just make him a dude on the street. I mean, yeah, he's got a justice. terrible rogues gallery, it's mm-hmm. not very interesting. It hasn't been, I mean, they've actually, uh, Jeff... Uh, fuck, is it Lemire or Lemire? I can't remember. Uh, I think Lemire. It's both. Lemire. It's both. Anyway, his Green Arrow run has been amazing so yeah. far. It's awesome. I should read that. I, I didn't know he had... It's I, real good. I didn't know about somebody, that. And somebody criticized me because I only watched like the last two minutes of The Flash with you. Mm-hmm. And I just I made sports of the Green Arrow's appearance in the pilot <laughs> and his, his Batman-esque swing away. I, I still have not watched Arrow. Oh, and I, I got sent a bunch of clips of Arrow, and like, oh, okay, the show doesn't look as low budget as I thought it did. I People know, like I guess it. I have I'm not to saying watch you can't it. like it. It's just like, again, when everybody's like, you should read this comic series. I could read all of Hellblazer in the time it took me for me to get half a season through Arrow. <laughs> I just every time I say on Twitter or mm-hmm. something, should I start watching Arrow? I'm a huge Green Arrow fan. Mm-hmm. Should I watch this show? Mm-hmm. Half the people say, yes, it's amazing. Half the people say, I love Green Arrow too. It's garbage. So I don't know mm-hmm. who to trust. Well, I don't know who I can trust. Yeah, probably the people who say no, the other ones are uh, teenage girls. Well, I've also had people fucking reach out to me Just like... Kidding. Just kidding, Willie. Because I, uh, I make a joke about Green Arrow in my Twitter bio. Mm-hmm. and uh, And somebody was like... Amateur Oliver Queen. I thought he's an amateur vigilante. Anyway, I'm like, no, he's. He, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking he's about? He's like, well, I watched. I watched the show, and he's not very good. Sounds like, like you were getting man. Fuck you, boy. Somebody fuck has you. to mansplain yeah. you your, your to you. Show watching. Have you read the comics? No. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I like that you get to big tonight. I I I love that when when. If I may be social justice warrior for a second now, I, I do. I, I, I like when there are guys who try to go like, 
like, you're not even a geek, are you? And then the and then well, the the, the lady out geeks them. Don't fucking talk shit if all you do is watch the show. But I guess I can't say anything because I haven't seen the show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can. I guess I'd yeah. still rather I'd ask you an arrow question before I would that teenage girl. It so was let's. A boy. It was a teenage boy. Oh. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so let's get into last week's question. Boys of are allowed week. to watch CW. What yeah. New York City monument do you most associate with comical books? Wait, do they have to be a? Does it have to be a real? It can monument? be a real one or a thing that's in New York City, a fictional thing in New York City. Stark Tower. Okay, that's funny that you say that because the first responder, JJB Sterling, says, "If we're talking real landmarks, then it's probably the Chrysler Chrysler Building, oh, thanks yeah. to playing a lot of Spider-Man Two. But if we're talking fictional, the Avengers Mansion is my top pick. For whatever reason, its roots in classic Marvel history and the fact it is still it still exists today makes it really cool in a dated sort of way. Plus, I always love seeing what heroes do in their off time in the mansion, mm-hmm. even though it's like poker 75% of the time. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite images of, uh, of Stark Tower, Avengers Tower, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, is when it has... Uh, Sentry's little base of operations attached to it. Yeah. It looks mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, what was the villain in Samurai Jack? Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> it looks like his headpiece. Well, Moku, Doku. I don't remember. Doku. Whatever it was. He's got like that Mokujin. weird spiky headpiece, and it <laughs> makes me think of that every time I see it. Uh, Slain Puddle says Grand Central Park. Is that what it's called? Grand Central Park? I thought it was just Central Park. Uh, The reason I remember so well is because it pissed me off in multiple Spidey games for trying to navigate through it. Yeah. It is a bad area for a Spider-Man game, but I mean, it has to exist if you're recreating Manhattan. Just think of it like the big lava pit in the middle. That won't kill you. John Wahizel says Times Square or the Flatiron Building, which was the Daily Bugle in Raimi's Spider-Man film. Good call, John. Uh, Sega Galactico says uh, the Baxter Building. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Lister here. What? Wait. Mr. Lister. Mr. Lister, the Sister Fister. Oh. <laughs> uh, says. Um, <laughs> he says it would have to be 30 Rock. That's where the Avengers met the cast of SNL and the X Men met Letterman. What? Oh. Is there a picture? Look of at this? those covers. You've Holy never seen shit. those covers before. No, who's the cast of SNL? Yeah, I mean, you you, you see John Belushi right there, don't oh, you? So it happened before 1980. Yeah, they no, visited Spider Man. Visited the cast like Marvel team up Spider Man and the not ready for primetime players, <laughs> and then the Avengers on late night with David Letterman, and that was during Assistant Editor Month, which is when they had weirder stories. <laughs> Uh, so Ma- Mono Force uh, Moan for Stallone Man I, I, I'm a bad reader Too much reading today For some reason The ending of the 1989 Unofficial Punisher film Was the first thing That came to mind Dolph Lundgren Sitting semi-Indian style And also naked As the camera zooms Towards him Is still awesome imagery Why does this film Not on Blu-ray Wait This doesn't even have to do With New York I read that without mm. even eh, Yeah wait whatever. Where was the New York in that Whatever, he talked about a new Dolph Lundgren, so it's, um, it's okay. The Brooklyn Bridge says Hitler me this Batman because from the night when Stacy died, which it it was, okay, he points out it's incorrectly referred to as the George Washington Bridge in the dialogue, mm-hmm. but I still think it's the George Washington Bridge and not the Brooklyn Bridge, but I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I don't know the difference between those two bridges. (laughs) (laughs) I have been to New York once, and I do not. Well, one takes you to takes you to a different borough. The Brooklyn one takes you to Brooklyn. Where does the Brooklyn one take you to? I don't know. (laughs) Me neither. Look, I bet the Beastie Boys rapped about it, but I don't know. (laughs) Yes, they do. Staten Island too. Bugs Bunny sang about it. Lodge uh, Washington Bridge. Uh, Watership Down Syndrome says the New York World's Fair is depicted in Iron Man 2. Fuck yeah. The only good thing in Iron Man 2. Oh, stop So, it. I feel like... I, I feel like... Somebody's Statue watching. of Liberty... Mm. That was my answer. Isn't... Like, when, though? That's when I feel like it's not actually too. in that's when, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, that's where Spider-Man and Human Torch meet for when they go, like, let's meet, usual place. It's when mm. they when they have their little buddy sessions, mm. hangout times. Is, is bro, in, bro, okay. bro. They bro time. out at bro the... at the. Shit, we're almost at the end of the show, and I didn't do what I said I wanted to do with Anne asking her about horror comics. Well, well I get to it. IDW's having a big sale from now until the 27th, where okay. it save 50% on stuff. 30 Days of Night... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, did, did you ever read any? Don't watch the movie though. Don't watch the movie, but the co- the that's, comic's good. That's what I saw. Like it's comic one of those is movies. good and gory and super fucked up, and it's got an interesting art style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fucking what was I watching? Um, don't read it if you. No, get I watched. To I saw characters. the first thirty minutes of the movie. I'm like, this is terrible, and yep. I I never I like I'll never don't engage watch this again. No. Uh, Angel and Spike comics, which I bring up only because nope. the guy from Buffy got arrested. Xander, oh, Xander. Xander. He, yesterday. He looks boss as an adult. He looks great. Really? Because I yeah. thought he looked like shit. Well, he did, but like, it's still, it's just, like I still like it. Like he grew up at least. Yeah, I, dude. I, like, oh. if, if, you, if you had a modern day Buffy show and he looked like that, you would be excited. And, and I missed his eye patch. I was like, what happened to your eye patch? Uh, Nathan Fillion gave the eye back. Oh. Yeah, good old Caleb. Well, he was yeah, still, still wearing the eye, Wait, he was still wearing the eye patch in the Buffy season 8 comics. No, I was kid- I was joking. Okay. I was joking, Hank. Um, holy shit! What else do I see here? Dead Rising from Road to Road to. Do you see who they cast as Frank West? <laughs> Rob Riggle. Oh, I Rob think that's Riggle. good casting. <laughs> that movie's gonna be hilarious. Uh, that's all you can hope for. I'm glad I'm in no oh, way invested in that franchise anymore. Anyway, um, Children of the Grave. That looks sort of interesting. Ooh, Dead Space Salvage. I know you're a fan. Nope. Dive right <laughs> that. It's garbage. Okay, Ghostbusters. I think I have it in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Ghostbusters, Night of a Thousand Wolves, Mystery Society, nope. anything, Life nah. Undead, Anne Rice, Servants no. of the Bones. Don't read anything with Silent Hill, um, Suicide Forest, The Pound, nope. The Veil, Transfusion. I like Dog I Pound. I don't know these. Um, Pound puppies. James Patterson, The Witch and Wizard, Battle for Shadowland. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe there's not a lot. And Wire Hangers. Some of the... Some of the art looks really cool. I just wanted to hear more than just one. I have more and more often been just grabbing comics for the cool art. Yeah. Well, that's part of, I, that's part of it. Like, that's half ah, the that equation. You, you are allowed to judge the book by its cover. I favor writers too much sometimes, I think, that I, I need... I follow writers, not artists, mm-hmm. as much. Like Though if Steve McNiven like draws something, I'll come to it. Or Though, actually, I skipped over Death of Wolverine, so I'm a liar. But, mm. uh, oh, and I should also say, thanks to, um, to Guy, I read... I read um, his name is Guy. Um, Dead Letters, which I'd never read before. And the first issue has a big reveal that I won't ruin, but I'm only one issue in. And I, I, I liked it more than I expected to. Pretty neat. Thank you. Thank you again for those. Uh, the so you know, this week's question of the week, which we won't answer ourselves just because we're low on time. But, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about deals. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what is the best deal you ever got on a mm-hmm. comic book? Like, mm-hmm. either it could even be, uh, you know, an online deal. But if it was, like, something you... Found at a garage oh. sale or a book cl- or a st- bookstore closing, which happens probably every day in America. <laughs> uh, 
I actually answer for this too. I do have one. You know what? Why don't we answer it real quick? Mine was it was how I read mature comics for the first time ever because there was a comic store that set up in the mall and it did terribly and shut down within six months and I felt really bad for them, but not so bad that I wouldn't buy their <laughs> comics at seventy five percent off. So I got all the Sin City books that were there, Watchmen. Sandman, all this like mature stuff that I could not buy in my local store. This guy was like, I don't give a shit how old you are. Just have it, man. Just give me money, please. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. Well, I, I, I said a long, long ago it was for two things, both our um, oldest comic that we own. Mm. But I pick, I own Fantastic Four number 29 from like 1963 in semi-decent condition. I can't imagine I paid more than $50 for it. But, you know, I was a little kid, and I'm like, this is the first, the oldest issue of Fantastic Four I've ever seen. This comic store is selling it for 50 for bucks. affordable so price. So it was like a, like what felt like a month or two of saving my allowance, because I had no job. I was a little kid, and, and mm-hmm. to finally get it. And I did, and I'm looking on eBay right now, and it goes for about 50 bucks. I'm not counting <laughs> oh. for inflation. I made the right purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually was at a flea market not too long ago. God, this was probably again. within the past like five years or something. And I found a misprint issue of the Justice Society that I bought for a quarter mm-hmm. that is like 50 to $60. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they misprinted the logo on the cover. Like just offset or? No, no. So it was the wrong, it was a DC logo, but it was the wrong DC logo that was supposed to be on the cover. That sounds oh, like an awesome so it got like item. pulped or something. Yeah, you have yeah. one that wasn't pulped. Yeah. That's wow. pretty cool. That is kind of neat. So I had yeah. it appraised and everything. Wow. So Okay, so then share your best deals that you've ever had in comics in the forums of, of lasertimepodcast.com. You'll find a link to it in this week's episode page. And if you do it, I promise next week I will bring back the Donald Duck Save Money Jam. <laughs> we <laughs> should do that. Fewer t uh, But okay... What else happens on Laser Time, including things oh, they probably week, already heard me... This week is Monster plug. Parties. Ah, oh, such a good episode. 1950 songs about Monster Parties. Uh, it's, it's a Monster Party episode. Yes. We get down. Oh, we the invited the Wolfman and Frankenstein. Every bloody was invited. That is <laughs> the best one. Um, yeah, how about, how about a little bit of... Hold on, you'll hear more of this in, today, in this week's Laser Time. A lot of bubbling. Once more, but I couldn't teach him how to talk. My faithful assistant, that hunchback fool who wastes his time in DJ school, says, How'd you get here? Don't be a sap. DJ drink at the monster app. He's got a shock the body. Shock the body body. Shock the body. Shock the body body. It's like every uh, Halloween <laughs> elementary school dance uh, soundtrack that I ever went to. I miss so. that he called him DJ Igor. Yeah. That Igor went to DJ school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what the fuck that is and who made it. The answer might surprise you. Uh, uh, that's in support. Also, of, uh, yeah, we also have our 80s commentary pack. Just a little more than a, a, a week left to get that. Uh, one, dollar, one, one cent to four ninety nine will get you two commentary tracks. Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, and Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, um, and then pay over the $5 minimum, $5 to a billion dollars, which no one has taken us up on. <laughs> I'm disappointed, and I'm hungry. Um, 
Just saying. And, and, uh, and you will get the exclusive commentary track for Halloween 3 Season of Witch, which is just a really fucking fun movie to watch. They're all great movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, they are worth watching, even though they're the black sheep mm-hmm. of their film yeah, that was series. Oddball entries in great horror franchises. And, that, like, they're fun to watch with us. I mm-hmm. think we were entertaining. I, I may be biased, but I think we, we they, had a good time. They're all movies that need to be looked at again. Yeah. Now that those franchises are long and gone. you should listen along with us. Mm-hmm. Like, so please, guys, please, please get them. Please. They go away October 31st, and who knows if they'll ever return. Also, there's VG Empire. It's in the middle of Rocktober, the Rocktober. video game music podcast. We're talking a lot about the Pokemon series. You don't know shit about Pokemon, Henry. Uh, then there's also Cheap Popcast, the uh, pro wrestling mm-hmm. podcast that I appear on every once in a while. LaserTimePodcast.com. Don't forget that. You'll find all that there and a bunch of new articles written oh, by some of you guys. And also there's a podcast. If you love Anne's voice, there's one she appears on. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Nobody loves my voice because it's the worst. Not true. But uh, we love I your do, voice. Uh, yeah, love your thanks, voice. Hank. Uh, I do uh, help Michael out with VGA every once in a while. It's Video Game Apocalypse. Yeah, you're going to be on this week? Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, so that's everything for this week again. LaserTimePodcast.com. Check all that stuff out. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.